came home, there was nothing on TV after I got off work and like, who was it? Ghana and somebody was on. It was actually a good game, so I, I watched like the end of it. So that mean it was like one one to two, right? <laughs> no, it was like, well, was yeah, four. at first. But they, they scored like back-to-back goals, though, like real quick. So it was like actual back-to-back action, not that where nothing is basically going on. It was like actually action going on. I watched France beat the dog shit out of whoever it was they played. Um, they won like five to zero. Me and Darrell talked about this before. I, I, I don't care. I don't either, but the only reason I got on was because everybody was talking about it. Everybody was on Twitter talking about it. That was like it was. A, you gotta fight it, game. man. You gotta fight that. Like, for years, <laughs> I've been like, I'm gonna try this soccer thing out every time this comes around. But then I realized I just don't like it. Like, why am I trying to force myself to like something that I don't like? Well, I mean, this year it, it, hasn't it been like it's been different this year. Like the excitement has been kind of different this year. I think. Yeah, it's still I mean, fucking soccer. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's still I'm sorry in, in the grand scheme of things. Excuse me, football. Still football. Um, and for somebody who, I mean, I played, I like playing it more than I like watching it. But you know, I don't want to be one of those people who tries to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm never gonna get into it. Like, and I, I want to get people on the website to talk about it because I keep telling one of my friends, like, yeah, I'm gonna get into it, and I feel like an asshole because I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna watch it, man. It's it's coming on in like ten minutes. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. People been why, talking about this shit all day. Yeah, why the hell not? I'm gonna watch it. Well, we've been recording for like the last like ten minutes or something. So uh, like all of that is is gonna be on here. So I'm just gonna do the introductions and we can get we can get started. Welcome to According to Sources. Um, today I'm joined by Rob with Rob um, always and my brother Darrell. He's going to be on today, too, because if you could actually see him, it looked like he walked away. But uh, he's a Bulls fan like the, like we are, and obviously this is like a huge part of the year for Chicago Bulls. I mean, you know, Derrick Rose went down uh, last year, and this year, much like 2010, we have a really good opportunity to make some moves and, you know, better our team. And if you look at the Eastern Conference, um, it's kind of wide open right now, so the Bulls... Uh, there are moves to be made to put ourselves squarely in, in the in the driver's seat in the Eastern Conference. Is so it is it wide, wide open though? Man, the Eastern Conference is trash. I mean, I know yeah, the I, conference I, as a whole is trash, but is it wide open though? I mean, the Heat are still the Heat. I mean, I, yeah, they, they, they can they can still I mean you know given what they decide to do, they can add some people. I mean, they can get, they can get back. I mean, I, I don't have. I would say. But relative to the way it's been the last few years, it's it's wide open. I mean, the last few years, the Heat were, were without a doubt, the best team. Yeah, and it, it was difficult for any team to go into the season are they thinking not, they had a team. Are they not still, without a doubt, the best team in the East, though? They are, but the, the chance is there. The chance is there. It, depending okay. on what moves they make, there is a chance, which is better than where it was, where there was no chance. So it, it's... Right. It's definitely different, and they feel vulnerable. You know that, like the the Heat feel vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that whole press conference um that, that Riley just had was was showing vulnerability to me. Yeah, he looked scared. Like everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody uh wanted to talk about how how great it was, but it, that just that, just that just it just irritated the hell out of me, dude. <laughs> just it just bothered me so much. 
oh, Riley's just such a genius, and he's so great. He gets paid, you know, $75,000 to speak and all of this other garbage. What, what did he say that was so profound? There was a lot of hypocrisy in it, if you ask and, me. And, he, and, he, and he, he begged LeBron to, to stay, basically. He begged all of those guys to stay. He was being a hypocrite, if you ask me. Because what he was telling them, what he was talking, because the, the majority of that conversation that he was having was with LeBron. And basically what he was telling LeBron is, you got to have a heart to stick it out when things don't go your way. But just four years ago, he was telling right. him, you got to get the fuck out of there for <laughs> your way. You got to run. You got to come down here. This is exactly what he was telling him four years ago. But now four years later, when shit doesn't go right, he's telling them, you got to stay here and stick it out. And Pat, that shit doesn't sound right to me. I mean, you got the what part of the game is that? Where just four years later you Appar- tell somebody apparently the exactly- G is game for everybody else for, every, for all the you know Riley stands. Man, I'm not sucking at the cheek. You know what I'm saying? I'm not either. I wasn't buying it either. I didn't even see see or hear the press conference. I, I just got a play by play from all the from writers. And, yeah, from all the writers that were sucking them off, like you said, it was it was mostly writers basically. They were just sucking Riley off. But everything he was saying, it was like, like, why? Why is he when so is that great? Something but... like that ever even happened before? Like, ever <laughs> that kind of press conference like that we're in the history of sports. Somebody, yeah, a press conference like that preemptively <laughs> to say, please don't leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. Well, Ronnie was a genius for it. Right. <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. He's all these rings and all of this yeah. garbage. He was talking uh, a lot of shit about LeBron. To be he was. Honest. He was. And maybe he did that because, you know, four years ago, Cleveland pretty much was just like, okay, we're just going to suck him off and see if he comes right. back. So he's like trying to go to the opposite end of the spectrum, but to me, it just seemed, it, like you said, oh, real, it was weird. Oh, it was real weird. It was definitely weird. Is why people keep thinking that Dwayne Wade should opt out of <laughs> opt out of that contract. It's just crazy <laughs> to me. Like, I'm hearing that he will. He's an idiot if he does. And, and the reason I say that is he got two years left, right, at twenty million. Yeah. You cannot tell me that that would be the end of his career. Dwayne Wade could still play for four more years after that contract. and get yeah get another contract at seven eight million a season. If if uh what's that boy that the Bulls are talking about getting from uh, Orlando? If a father is getting eight million dollars a season, you cannot tell me that Dwayne Wade two years from now can't get eight million dollars a season. He ain't they're that talking, bad. They're talking about him getting a four year fifty five million um dollar contract from them. <laughs> he got two years at forty. He got two years at forty. But, I don't understand how that makes any sense. He's he's sacrificing for the team, man. <laughs> If you, if you want to keep LeBron down there, if you want to win championships, then that's what he's going to have to do. That's such a one-way street, though. Like, it is. Sac- sacrificing for the team. It's always on the player to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why, why she's sacrificing. He got how many rings? He got three? He got three. He's three. Remember, you can't call him D-Wade no more. You got to call him three. I call his ass washed. That's just me. I don't want to get into that because yeah, I call him washed and people start you know, Wade stands and start falling down on me on Twitter, so I don't want to get into calling them washed-ass Wade um, too often. The truth is what it is. Yeah, but, but to be honest, though, he's still, even where he is right now, how many shooting guards in the NBA would you take over him? Even after seeing him in the finals? Probably two or three, maybe. I know Harden, at the, I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, he proved uh, uh, KD right 
he did not prove his place in history and that he was better than Harden uh, with his last performance. But I, I put it to you, I put it like this: a bunch of dudes will look good if they played 54 games in an 82 game season. They were playing against guys who were playing 82 games in an 82 game season, where you're coming off a week of not playing, and they played two out of three, three out of five, and your ass is playing one out of one. Like he he should look better than a bunch of the people that he plays against because the motherfucker doesn't play. Like that's the that's truth. My, that's my thing. Put him eighty-two games. Play them eighty-two games, and we'll see how good uh, Dwayne Wade looks. We'll see if that shooting percentage is as high as it was last year when he has to put in the same amount of work. And you can't have him being the main focal point of your team or the second, and then expect for LeBron to say, "Okay, I'll just sit here and I'll play eighty-two games and I'll bear the brunt of this." Because as you can see. He put up numbers in that finals, but but, but LeBron was exhausted. Yes. No, he did too. The impact was not the same. He's putting up numbers when they were already down by 20. Like, who the fuck cares if you're scoring 27 points per game? You're down by 20. That's because he was exhausted and because Dwayne Wade couldn't do anything out there. Not nothing. He wasn't and running. They turned, he wasn't. they turned Chris Bosh into, into basically Sam Perkins. That's all yeah. he is. He's Sam Perkins now, and he—I don't know if he could ever get that back to be the guy that we saw him be before he joined the Heat. He's just out I, there. I blame Spolstra on that somewhat, though, because you can see Dwayne Wade didn't have it, so they should have been running more stuff for Bosch once that was apparent to everybody that Dwayne Wade wasn't going to give you that much in that series. So like, I don't know why they didn't say, okay, if we're gonna win this, it's gonna be, it's gonna come out of LeBron and Bosh, and they should have been running a lot more. Bosh has been putting up 15 to 20 shots, but he wasn't. A so lot of that, um, that, but uh, that is all. That's Spolstra, but it's also Mickey Harrison and the, and the way that they constructed the team this year. I think they took flyers on guys because they're like, we're okay, we'll get back there anyway. I mean, look at the Eastern Conference, and they just took a fly, like, we'll get Odin and we'll get Beasley, and that shit just didn't work out. Well, it didn't work it didn't out work. because they, they also didn't play him either. Because he's garbage. And because this, helped. this new... Helped. This, uh, he put him on, on the floor, at least. You he didn't hear helped. about this report that LeBron didn't want him on, basically didn't like him? Yeah, I heard it. Because he didn't, he didn't say he didn't believe he was focused enough to be out on the floor, and that's probably why he didn't play. Because for every one good thing Beasley did... He did two stupid things. Even in the game that he came in, he came in and got a layup on one play and then went immediately down on the next play and gave up a wide-open three to uh, Beast. For every one thing he does, he takes two steps back, and he's stupid. That's why his ass is going to get one-year contract this year. And that, and if he doesn't play well on that one-year contract, he's probably going to be out of the league. I don't understand why they would have him like, suit up one night and the next night he'd be wearing a camouflage uh, suit jacket. <laughs> so I don't understand it. I mean, are you either gonna play the kid or you're not? I'd be inconsistent too if I was, you know, if I was putting on my jersey one night and I was putting on a suit the next night. But I mean, well, that's you. Honest, he, he no, but but you, you, that's why you play 82 games. Like you play that many games to figure out who's what, good. What, who's yeah, who's good. That's he, what I he, mean. He wasn't playing during the season. Like that's they, they figured all that stuff out during the. Season, you can wait until I'm the saying. finals, and we're gonna put put him in. I think he should know what his role out. is going into the um, playoffs. I think I think he did know his role no. was on the bench. No, that I think he could have given them something. He could have given them a little bit more than uh, maybe. But I mean, like I said, the reports are that LeBron didn't feel he was focused enough to be on the floor. So who are you gonna are you gonna put him out there at the expense of making the guy who's actually getting you to the finals um happy? 
or Matt. He's yeah, but, that, that, but, that, but, but it's supposed to be the coach, man. Like, is it really though? Matt probably feels feels um whatever way he feels about a lot of things, but at the end of the day, Spolster's the coach, and I he should have been trying to get the players ready. If Le- LeBron, who else do they have that's a small forward on that team? That's another. That like I said, it goes back to Mickey Arison because they didn't resign Mike Miller, who would have also been another. Guy, he played all eighty-two Man, games. But you know what, though, the 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 legend of Mike Miller is insane to me. Like that, it was they didn't lose the, in the finals. No, of course not. People keep bringing Mike Miller up as if that that would have been a difference maker. They got blown out three straight games. Yeah, they they were going to win no matter what. Like they were, that didn't they make the difference. That's my point. They'd have lost that no matter what. You play Beasley or not, and maybe they lost by more because he's fucking stupid. But I think you need to at least think about your depth. And not necessarily thinking about the bottom line. If you are three, you've gone to the championship three straight years with this roster, and Mike Miller, to be completely honest with you, is a huge reason why they won the last two. Because there's always a that one game where Mike Miller hits five or six goddamn three pointers out of nowhere. He doesn't play at all, and then he comes out in a big game and drains five or six goddamn three pointers. They I agree. Missing that, and they were missing that from Battier because he deteriorated so quickly. Yeah, Nobody he, he retired at the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he, he was already taking out his chair at ESPN. Yeah, so they, I mean, they were just they just didn't have <laughs> the same depth that they normally had. And Mario, you're talking about two different things though, because what I'm saying is that once the this the the roster had been set. Then it's on Spolstra to figure out how to make the roster work, and he did. I didn't. think he did. I think he tried yeah, with Beasley because Beasley I didn't, I was, played see, I didn't, a lot. I didn't see that. I didn't he see that. He played a lot when because okay. he was playing when what's the name? It wasn't playing when Wade ass was not playing a third of the season. Beasley was playing. But he's the flip stopped. side of it though, because if if Wade is coming in and out, that means Beasley's getting some minutes, not getting some minutes, getting some minutes. That's not the way you you get into the weeks with with Wayne where Dwayne didn't play. It'd be like a whole week, like every game for like four straight games, Wade wasn't playing. Where he's in there, and you have to give confidence to the coach that you're actually going to be able to do what they want you to do. We want you to make these rotations. Don't leave your man. Hustle back on defense. If he's not doing that type of stuff, he's not going to put him in the playoffs and say, well, maybe he'll do it now. He wasn't doing it in the regular season. I don't think he should have done that. I don't think he should have done that. I just think they could have given him a little bit. Maybe I'm just, I'm still seduced by what he should be. I think you are. I think a lot of people are. Because the coaches are the ones that's out there watching them practice and watching them play all year. They know what he's going to do. And if he didn't play, if they're still putting Shane Battier out there above him, that goes to show you something, because Shane Battier couldn't beat either one of us off the dribble now. Yeah, I mean, I guess what is his third? Well, I guess his second. He's been on several different teams, and nobody seems to like him. So it must be a and reason why that keeps happening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we, we were talking about their roster. What do you think happens with that team? I mean, let's just say that Dwayne Wade does opt out, and he takes his four-year, $55 million contract. I mean, but what happens? Because... I mean, I know LeBron doesn't want to – I don't know if he doesn't want to be a mercenary. He's done – everything he's done up to this point in his career has been on his own terms and the way he wants to do it. Could y'all possibly see him leaving that team? I don't. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I don't like, think the whole thing about him going to Cleveland, I don't think he wants to go back there either. I mean, if they, if they screwed up once, they can screw up again. So why, why would I go back there? I thought I'm going to Houston. I don't see him going to Houston either. I just if he he can stay and they can they can just retool. They can pick up a point guard which they need, pick up a big man that's gonna play and not 
sit on the bench with a suit on like like Odin did for half the season because they was you know tiptoeing around playing him or not. I think I think he stays. If, you know, all if, that depends. If Wade, if, if Wade and Bosch. Yeah, if out. Wade, if Wade does opt out. And Bosch, it has to be both of them. You can't just be one. You know, the, the interesting thing about about them is that I, I think that what they the way they should they should play is fighting against the way that they'll be the most successful because everybody keeps saying they need to go out and get a big man and get a point guard, but the reason they play the way they they play is because that's the most beneficial for them. The reason Bosch has to play the way that he's playing, Bosch can can post up, but he can't because of the way their team is constructed. LeBron and Dwayne Wade need to get into the lane, and you can't have somebody standing in the lane having that defender right there waiting for him. So I don't know if it makes sense for them to go out and get a big man and get a point guard because those two things aren't really appropriate for the way their team is constructed. I don't think you need a guy who can score a post. I think you need dudes who can run up and down the floor and defend and, you know, catch the ball and score when you give it to them. All right, give me that guy that you're talking about. Like, like who uh, I think uh, Kyle Lowry at the point guard position. I think that would be uh, a really good fit for them if they all opt out and they could get him in like ten million uh, a season. Um, I haven't really looked into the centers just yet, but I mean, I guess if you could draft some young dude, all you want is a guy who's not a couch out there. You know, you just want a dude who's not a couch. You come out there, you set a screen, you roll. A guy comes off of it. They put you in a pick and roll. We need for you to be able to stay with whoever is the ball handler at least for two or three seconds. Not just let this dude get directly to the basket and lay the ball up or get fouled or kick it out for a three. You know, not somebody who's going to come in there and just be like, okay, you can throw the ball down to them and they just bang. Uh, But they would also need somebody that they can get rebounds too. Yeah, a competent basketball player. They're a horribly rebounded team. But the, the way that they've won the last few championships is with LeBron at the four. Like, I, I don't know what, what they do. And then, then you you get the, a point guard like Lowry, and you're taking the ball out of LeBron's hands. You're taking the ball out of, um, out of Wade's hands. I don't. Maybe you need to take the ball out of Wade's hands. You maybe might. Wade should, maybe you Wade might. should become a new Ginobili. Maybe I don't know if he that. has. He, he doesn't have the shooting ability to become a Ginobili. And that's what that, and I, we've all. Me and you've always talked about how he would age and how gracefully he would be able to do so. I think his numbers really, really, uh, they're, all, like they're extravagant numbers. They're amazing numbers, but I think the numbers are much better than the play, if that makes any sense. Because if you can't consistently hit a jump shot as you age, like who do you become? Like what is he going to become when he becomes Kobe's age? Like Kobe is aged amazingly. I mean, 18 years in the league, and he was still able to. I don't see that from Dwayne Wade when he's in his 18th year. He's 36 years. It's, it's, it's always it's always been him getting to the cup. He couldn't he couldn't drop past Boris Diaw at the end of that um, series. He couldn't stay in front of Danny Green. He couldn't drive past Boris Diaw. Like what he the hell? Even kind dribble. Of like he couldn't dribble the ball, especially like, when Kawhi was guarding him. Yeah, I mean, how many times did it just took the ball from him because he couldn't even dribble it. He, he did look pretty bad, but I I, st- I don't I, I'm not ready to write the obituary of his career yet, personally. No, I just I mean that, this is the same way um, Ginobili was last year. People are, were ready to write him off. His career I is should. over. Instead of him being, uh, he should just. He, I don't think you can start him anymore. 
if you, especially if you plan on him playing, a, you know, two thirds of the season, I don't know if LeBron can stand for that. I don't know if LeBron can stand well, another but, season. I mean, how much, if he opts out, how much money is he gonna get? Are you really gonna put him on a bench to come off, to come off the bench with that kind of money? Plus, what kind of concessions are you asking this man who is the 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 face of your franchise to take less money? I don't know about that. We want to win. Okay, we're gonna play your. We're gonna continue to do the same thing, and when we play the Spurs next year, they're gonna wax our ass again. You can limit his minutes, but I don't. But benching him, I don't know. What are you gonna do to his psyche, though? This is Dwayne Wade. What What are you talking about? Exactly, it's Dwayne Wade. What's a, you he, Dwayne Wade is a killer. It's not like he's Tyrus Thomas or something. It's not like he's Carlos Boozer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, no, I don't mean like that. I mean, as far as him being Dwayne Wade, I'm, I'm Dwayne Wade. Like I'm not saying he gonna, you know, not you know want to play. But I'm sitting him down and I show him them finals and be like, yeah, you Dwayne Wade. Look at this. Don't matter. Look at LeBron. Look at LeBron. That ain't gonna matter. I don't and, think that's gonna matter to him. Then, then, then we tell them, you know what? If you opt we, out at this point, we don't, we don't even know if he's gonna opt out for the money. So, so are we to expect that put, you know, benching him is gonna, you know, have a, the same kind of, you know, response? If we don't know, if, if we don't know without a shadow of a doubt that Dwayne Wade would just go, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll opt out and I'll take less money. Then how can we expect to put him on the bench and him be okay with that too? I, I mean, if I am Pat Riley and I am the coach, I'm telling him you either have to be okay with this after you opt out of this money, or you take money and go somewhere else. Because what happens this year in these finals cannot happen again. Because LeBron is not going to stay with us if you need to take off another third of the season and he has to carry a team to the finals again. Who's more important right now, LeBron or Dwayne Wade? The Lakers did the same shit with Shaq and Kobe. And they told Shaq ass, you could go. Because your ass is coming in here, you want a bunch of fucking money, you're not working out, and we and, and we want to go the younger route. We got a we got a bigger, better guy, and we could build a team better around him than we can around you. So yeah. let me ask let me ask you this question. Do they do they tell Dwayne Wade to coming off the bench before or after he opts out? After. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would have to. This is, this is obviously after. You know, you see, you see how, how Pat slicked back that hair. He a cold brother, man. Come on. <laughs> I ain't seen no hair slick back that since Michael Corleone, bro. Come on, man. He's going to do what he got to do. He's going to do whatever he has to do to make that team better. And I, I think that – I don't think you could have him play another third, uh, you know, miss a third of the season and, and still be okay, especially if a team like the Chicago Bulls gets Carmelo and they, they, you know, they're able to keep the, you know, you gotta, and they get Aaron to follow. Let's say the Bulls pull, pull this shit off, because this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Aaron to follow and Carmelo. Let's say nasty. they pull that nasty. Off. They to, they nasty. Pull that off. The Bulls are better than them. Yeah. And it's not even close, really. I mean, I, I don't know how they could possibly beat them if they're able to pull that off. At every position that can. I know how they. I know. I know how they can. I know how they can beat him. Derrick Rose take his ass out there and bust his knee up again. Well, yeah, I mean that. that, that but even <laughs> then, I mean, to be honest with you, if you if you put Carmelo on on the Bulls team this year, I think they would have given him a run. Yeah, it'd but, have been even without Derrick Rose, I mean, 
You, you, Indiana w- was able to get what two games off of them? Yeah, one game, two. I mean, Indiana was terrible, man. Did you hear what the rest of the conference uh, like scouts said about them? There was some. Uh, I read some stuff, and they were like, "We didn't get it. Like the East was awful. We didn't get what people thought about the spe- the Pacers because they were terrible." Like a yeah. lot of Western Conference uh, scouts, like after they lost, were like, "Yeah, they were awful," and everybody in the Western Conference knew it. That's why everybody it was knew. Anybody who knew who watched basketball can see that's a terrible team, and they're going to be much worse next year because of stuff we've been talking about. If Lance leaves, because yep. Paul George cannot dribble the ball well enough to be the creator of your offense. He cannot do it. And if they try to put him in that role, unless he just, for whatever reason, gets unbelievably better over the offseason, they're going to be worse next year than they were this year. Because yeah, he can't. Gotta, there's a reason Lance does it. Because Paul George can't. Yeah, they got to keep him. They got to keep Lance. And then you got to go through all the stuff that keeping Lance entails, all the craziness that, he, that he's going to bring to the team. That dude, he's a clown. He, he is a straight-up clown. No win the Bulls. No yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Like I don't want Lance Stevenson on the Chicago Bulls. When everybody was, no you know, I want Lance because he's putting up triple doubles. I'm just like, you know, at some point he's going. To, you got to look at it. He's in a contract year. At some point he's going to regress to what he really, really is, and he did that. So I was I on the fence, man, until that he um, what did he, did he blow a kiss at LeBron or did he kiss him? Whenever that other that little situation, no, he blew, he blew in his ear. He blew in his ear. That's what it was. Yeah, that old situation. I was like, okay, I'm out. Like I was on it's the fence until then. Up, until, up until even with all the craziness, because he, he still I was done moments. with him. I was done with him when the Bulls played against the Pacers. He was doing crazy stuff then. That's when I was done. It was a early, it was early in the season they played him, and he was doing all kinds of crazy nonsense. I don't remember what it was specifically, but it was all kinds of crazy garbage. I'm like, what? Like this was this clown? This is this, this, this the clown everybody talking about picking up? No, no, no. I'm cool. I don't want to just clown the Bulls. Okay, so let, let's get into this free agency part portion of this for the Chicago Bulls. What are you guys willing to give up to get Carmelo? Well, for a signing trade, we booze uh, They don't want booze. Yeah, I just saw that. I mean, they they can take they can take Jimmy. Shit, I don't know, man. Jimmy. Uh, I mean, if it comes down to it, they can take Taj. Um, shit, and Snail. It has to be more than that. No, I'll tell you this. I'm not willing to give up anything. It, it, it depends on what what uh, Carmelo says. If Carmelo says, I'm going to the Bulls no matter what, then I'm giving them the least possible. I, I think you got all the leverage. What did, yeah, what did Cleveland get for LeBron? This is LeBron James, the best basketball player on the planet. Here's the what thing about it, though. It makes a good point. People are putting out there that Carmelo is saying he wants to get the max. So that gives New York uh, not a lot of leverage, but it gives them some leverage if he's actually putting it out there. This is why wants. why I can't stand Carmelo to a certain extent because that's the same nonsense he did when yeah. Denver was trading him to the Knicks. Yeah. Like like now, he was he was um, under Yeah, I mean if he's doing that, that's garbage. But then you have him in in Paris. Taking pictures with the Pippen family. I don't know what that is, man. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the person that he's talking about, because you know the reports of him inquiring about 
the you know how it is to live in Chicago as a as a celebrity. Maybe he's asking Scotty, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing because you remember Scotty said Chicago was <laughs> racist back in the day. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think I think if he does, if he if he does, because he's opting out. He's already he put his papers in on Friday to, to opt out. So it'll be official on Monday. And if he just says, if he just like, okay, I'm signing with the Chicago Bulls, then yeah, they wouldn't have any choice. You're taking Carlos Boozer um, and whatever else, or he's just gonna walk. He wants to come here, and that's the end of it. But if there's like some open trial period where people are courting him, and he's like wishy-washy on where he wants to go, then it puts a little bit more <clears throat> pressure on the Bulls to to offer a couple more uh, pieces. So I figure I would give up a draft pick, you know, like maybe the 16. Um, that future draft pick from Sacramento, Jimmy Snell and Dunleavy, and see if they'll take that. Because you could, if you get take them back, you could fill in shooting around the Bulls at that point, and then you bring in um, a Flalo with the 19th pick. Because I think, uh, I think if they do it after the moratorium, they could just trade straight up 19th pick for a Flalo, and then you bring him in to replace Jimmy, and then you just fill the bench in or whatever at that point. I think I'll go that route, if possible. But it all depends on him. He's holding all of the cards. But the way that he's, you know, he's calling people and, you know, asking guys about Thibodeau and, you know, all this other stuff, it makes you seem, it makes it seem like he wants to be here. What reason would he have to opt out if he's not going to leave? Like, this is the one because thing he can about get more money if he opts out. I, I, but, why, but why would he opt out and then sign with the Knicks again versus just staying there another year to see what they're going to do? Because he gets more money by opting out. Yeah, but he could, he could just wait. He has one more year in a contract, right? Why yeah. not just wait and see? Okay, let's see how this year plays out, and and then let me see. I thought he had one left. Man, I thought that was what I read. Um, I let me see how this year plays out before before I I, I sign this long term contract with the Knicks and not know where where this is gonna go. And I don't get why he would why he would opt out unless unless he has decided that he is going to leave. He's yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I think he's gone. I just, I'm just hoping it is to come to the Chicago Bulls. I, I don't see another team that that because why? I don't see why he would would go to. The, I don't see why anybody would go to the Western Conference. Like it just doesn't make unless you're LeBron because anywhere LeBron goes, prohibitive title favorites it follows him. Right. But I don't understand why any other free agent would either want to stay in the Western Conference or go to the Western Conference. I think you you go to the East and you see a wounded dog in Miami and you see a wounded dog in, in the Pacers and then you see some, some pups in, in, in the Raptors and in and, and, and Washington and you're like, okay, you survey the field. I think if I get with the right team, we can take these guys. Uh, I just I just hope. I'm just hoping. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't want this to be another 2010 where I'm like, okay, well, we got them. And then, you know, we don't. We end up with Lance Stevenson. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the equivalent. <laughs> I, no, I think they if they don't get mellow, they'll just they'll just trade. They'll still trade and get a follow, and then they'll they'll go from there. But, yeah, I just uh, checked it though. Yeah, he only got one year left on that contract. It don't. It does not make any sense right now to opt out and then sign a long term contract with the Knicks. Yeah, I, that he, just doesn't I, make any sense. Opting out means he's already gone because. Him opting out, and then if he signs back with them, 
that screw completely screws up their salary cap. Yeah, like the, right. What, what it was they can't. So then they're stuck with the same terrible team for the duration of his contract. Yeah. I don't understand why he would do that. Yeah, I, I think he knows he's gone. I think they know he's gone. That I just want to see how Phil is going to play this. He could be a complete dick, and you know, muck up the whole goddamn thing because he's a jerk. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of guys out there, including Kevin Love. Where do you guys think he's going to go? <sighs> I, uh, that one's hard to tell, man, because it's just it's, – it's thinking – for me, I don't know. I feel like it might be Golden State. But, go, but Golden State doesn't want to give up <laughs> – they don't want to give up Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> people were going nuts over that saying, you know, how could you give up an elite player? And people were just saying – are you talking about Kevin Love or Clay Thompson? <laughs> Clay Thompson. So when the hell did Clay Thompson become elite? <laughs> what is this? He's a great shooter, though. But elite, I think that may be a bit much. I think, like, okay, so let's let's talk about Clay Thompson. What is the maximum? Like, if he maxed out his potential, like, who who does he become? Joe Johnson. Maybe uh, he's Joe is bigger than Joe Johnson, though, but. Let's say he doesn't. Like at the worst, he could be Glenn Rice. I mean, I mean, if he Glenn Rice, Glenn Rice was pretty damn good for a, a decent amount of time. He was pretty good. Yeah. So, and at the best, he can be who? I don't I know if I can think of a guy. Yeah, that I can't either. No matter what it is, he's not going to be as good as Kevin Love. <laughs> if that's the reason why you don't want to trade, get out of your goddamn mind. I mean, I understand defensively they would probably be. Complete basura, but uh, a pick and roll with Love and Curry would probably be damn near unstoppable. It would be pretty nasty. Like, they, they, they can't do anything. I still like. I, I don't know what the deal is with Kevin Love. I, I don't understand how you can put up the numbers that he he's able to put up and, and still not be able to get your team to one playoff. It's weird. It's it, weird. It, People say that, but I think. You you got to watch those games. It's not like he's scoring points when they're down by 15 and 20. Like, he scores points when they matter, and that, that, that team is just trash. I get it, though, but, like, in the, the NBA is it's so easy to go from from bad to mediocre yeah. and in the playoffs. I mean, if one guy can get you to good enough to get into the playoffs. Uh, and, a lot I'm of them, they're in the Western Conference, and that is a big, you know, boon against them. Then they drafted – uh, Muhammad, which was uh, probably a very, very bad decision to draft him because they didn't play him. They drafted Derek Williams and they ended up trading him. Like they've had all of these lottery pick drafts, and the some like the majority of the guys are either like trash and not even on the team anymore. And that's why Khan is gone. Obviously, I mean, you, you have the, the 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 Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio. They drafted so like three they, point guards. Like I was saying, didn't they draft like three or four point guards in a row? Yeah, they drafted three point guards in the same draft, draft, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, Johnny Flynn gets traded, and Rubio is still on the team, and he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't progressed nearly as much as you want him to. He still can't hit a jump shot. You know, you had a gun to his head. There's a seventy five percent chance he's gonna miss. I think, I just think he need, he needs to get out of the, the Western Conference too. Get to the East. Get to a team that will build around you with a good front office. I mean, I understand Flip is probably going to be better than Kine, but I mean, now he has to wait to see if they're going to build a good team around him. 
don't know. Those numbers are too good to pass up, man. <laughs> Those numbers are just too fucking good. He's too good. Where in the East would he be able to go? I mean, aside, I mean, aside from the obvious, what other team has enough to trade for him? Uh, Boston. Boston does. Well, yeah. I mean, I've always heard Boston, but what does it mean? What, what do they have to trade though? I don't. Get, what, they I mean, got draft some picks. draft picks. Yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess the draft picks. They got draft picks, and then they could throw in some young players. I mean, if just because, just to just to do it. What young players? And I guess I guess Ellinger is one. I mean, I guess Jeff Green ain't that young anymore, but they could throw him in there too, to make you know salaries match or something like that. I, I mean, I'm just trying to spitball things here that they could possibly do. I, uh, what about the other thing is, I mean, with him wanting to win though, going to Boston is he is he going to win though? I mean, is is he going to win or is he going to wait for another couple of years? I think he'll be at the very least. They could get into the uh, the the playoffs in Boston with him and Rondo. In a playoffs, but are they going to win though? No, nobody's going to win. Miami's going to win, or or if the Bulls get mellow, the Bulls are going to win. But I mean, at this point in his career, you can't go your your entire career and not go to the, at least get to the playoffs. Like he hasn't even been, he hasn't even been to the playoffs in his entire career. Like he at least has to get you know to sniff that to. To experience that, you like, it goes a long way getting to experience the finals. And he's not gonna be. I mean, he's 25, but he's an old 25. Seems like it. You know, so he has to start making some hay, and I don't think he's gonna be able to do that in the um, in the Western Conference, especially not with 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 Minnesota. They they just haven't done a good job managing their talent, and they haven't drafted a lot of it either. So you saying that he's not going to go to the to the West? He's going to go to the East, or is it, or is it I mean, um, unless it's like, uh, see, that's the thing because the Lakers and, and Golden State are in, and Minnesota are in talks like some three team trade where the Lakers give up their seventh pick, and um, I think they get, they send a seventh pick to Minnesota. Minnesota sends love to Golden State, and then Golden State sends Clay Thompson to the Lakers. Um, and then, you know, then the other pieces are you know are moving at this point. But that's one of the one of the things that's being discussed right now. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Golden State would be good for him because then you have uh, Iguodala and you have Bogut that can kind of kind of mask how terrible he is on defense, which is when a good Bogut thing. When Bogut actually plays, when Bogut actually plays, but that's one of the things you can have. And then I mean, you're not giving up much scoring. You're gaining scoring because he's a 25 point per game scorer and he shoots a high percentage. And he rebounds. So I mean, if you put if you if he goes to Golden State, I'm now if I'm a free agent, I'm never going to the uh, Western Conference because it becomes way too top heavy. You have Golden State, you got the Spurs, OKC, Houston, depending on who they pick up. Because I've been arguing with people that if I'm Bosch, if I can find my way to Houston, I'll do that. For like a, if they're giving me a max contract and I could go to Houston, I would definitely do that if I was Bosch. He's like the perfect player. But what they need? Mm-hmm. L.A. Huh? Said so you missed out on L.A. Oh, and the and the Clippers. I, I I you know the whole Donald Sterling thing just threw me off about them. But then you have the Clippers, and they're 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 trying to make moves for LeBron. And they don't have to do too much to make it happen to give him a max contract. And and just and just sign him outright. You're talking about getting rid of. Um, DeAndre Jordan, 
uh, Jamal Crawford, Dudley, and, and a draft pick. And they can offer LeBron a max contract. So it's a lot of different things that's, uh, that's going on, man. I just can't see LeBron doing that, though. I cannot yeah. see him doing that. Yeah. Like, as much as he is supposed to be like a student of the game and all that other nonsense, I can't I see him being. Yeah, but still, like he, he has to know that historically how that's gonna look for him if he goes from one team to the next, looking for the the exact best scenario for him to win the championship. Yeah. He was only able to win the championship under the perfect situation. The perfect. The situation had to be absolutely perfect for him to be able to win a championship. I, I can't see him doing that. I don't that's think why I said, that. That's why I said I didn't see him leaving Miami for those for that reason. I don't think he will either. But if they don't, if there's no way that he they could assure him that that team is going to get better, because he's not some spring. I know he's like he's 29, but he's an old 29, and uh, he does spectacular oh, things snap. periodically. Portugal just scored a goal. Yeah, they're gonna beat. They're probably gonna beat the USA. Um, See how excited people get about one goal in soccer. <laughs> it's, like, it's so shocking that it happened. Like we were talking about this before. It's like I've never actually seen the goal live. Like I've seen the replay. See, we And I watched that France game. They scored five goals in front of my face, and I was like, "This is the first time I've ever actually seen." I mean, on television, because obviously when I played, I saw some goals, but this is the first time I've ever seen a goal scored in real life. Cool. And people are losing their goddamn minds. Yeah, they, so. they... yeah Portugal's probably going to beat us. Oh, my God. But, the, uh... goalie just... <laughs> the goalie's ankles got broke. So, so, yeah, this is what I was about to say, though. Right. Why did I... when, did... when do we get to a point where everybody's so impatient? So if, if you can't, like LeBron, they don't win a championship this year. If they can't convince LeBron that, they, that they're going to be the the prohibitive favorites back, yeah, yeah. To, be, to be back, then that means it's time for him to leave. Like, well, what kind of craziness is that? When like, did that it happen? That's, 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 that's kind of what, what Riley was saying. I mean, that part I got that that much. I give him that for saying that, saying, hey, these, you know, the Spurs won, you know, five over X amount of years. The Bulls did it in this amount, you know, amount of years. But he always, that was about the, that was about he always the only thing he said. When they started winning, though, he never started talking about the teams when they act when they were fucking losing, and he, he never did that. Like I understand that they didn't stop, but I mean the teams that were losing, like the Bulls, didn't just switch it up when they were losing to Detroit either. He never started talking about it when that during that time when they were losing to Detroit for three straight years, that they didn't switch it up then. He always picked it when they started winning finals. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I get what you're because, saying, but he's looking at it from his perspective. Yeah, I know. I, that's my point. So I think that to answer your question, when did the impatience begin? It began with the decision. That's when it started. When so, God, so, hey, I can leave. So now, if you can't, if you can't win the championship within within a couple of years, just trying to start bouncing around the league until you can find a scenario once you can win the championship, it's crazy. Yes, that's where the league is going to go now. Yeah, and even the best player in the world. Yeah, maybe not him. Maybe not him. But for these other guys, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the way that the, the owners have structured the, the salary cap and the, the penalties for it and everything, that if you're, you're going over the luxury tax and so many consecutive years, your fine is going up by double and triple and quadruple. Guys are starting to look, are really looking at that. And it's like, well, okay, we have this team. We have to play this young player because they're good. 
who are not quite good enough to win, am I going to stay here to see if we're, this team is going to continue to go over the luxury tax, kind of like OKC, or are they just going to trade away the young players and start rebuilding? Like, LeBron isn't young anymore. Like, Kate, there's going to come a point in KD's career where it's like he's going to be in the league for like 10 years, like when this contract is up. Do you think he's going to stay in, in OKC? If that team hasn't won a championship by the end, he's going to be gone. But, the, no but Jordan, didn't, did, did, Jordan didn't leave the Bulls. It's different, man. It's different, man. It's so different. That, that Jordan didn't have, you know, a million different podcasts, radio talk shows, and talking heads talking about his legacy. Like, these guys, are, you know, their legacies are on the line. Like, how many championships do you have? How many MVPs do you have? This, that, and the third. You know, you're not – you're not one of the greats if you don't have this. So I mean, that stuff wasn't it wasn't said to him about, about Mike. It was okay. You can't be. It wasn't said about Mike because he would fucking kill you. But that's besides the point. Like, you talking about writers and stuff, though. Yeah, but they were scared of Mike. <laughs> like they wouldn't write anything bad about him just because they wouldn't. And a lot of those guys are still around where they won't they won't write bad things about those guys. But like you said, you have people like me and, <laughs> and Black Sports Online. And, and 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 this blog and that blog and I mean Bleacher Reporters was just a blog and Deadspin. These guys are gonna just shit all over you. Yeah, they talk about you while you're in the process of winning or you know winning or losing. It's it's immediate. Like you lose, it's immediate talks about your legacy and what you can and can't do. Like, so these like guys, KD got two more years, man. He has two more years before he starts before talking he about Jordan him. treatment. Yeah, because it's it's usually around your eighth or ninth season. Is when you start getting like it didn't. T- it took LeBron years before pe- it didn't take him until he went to Miami before people started really getting into him. Even after what he did in Boston, people didn't really talk about LeBron. It took him going to the finals in Miami and losing before people started really getting on LeBron. And KD has about another year, maybe two, before he starts getting the same treatment. It took Jordan eight, seven, or eight years before people really started clowning him about not winning and saying he couldn't win. But it wasn't enough people back then doing this to make it like a roar. It's gonna, it was roaring for LeBron. It's going to roar for KD if he doesn't win pretty soon. You think he's going to sit around to let people com- completely shit all over him for years of his career where he becomes Charles Barkley? You, know, you already see some of the frustrations right after the Spurs won when he started talking about, about Kawhi Leonard, saying you know, he, you know, he wasn't you know, that impressed with him, that it was basically the system. Can't believe he said that. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said you put you put Paul George in that system. What do you think he's gonna do? His words, not mine. They're gonna do better if you put Paul George in the system. That's neither here nor there. He can't say that at that point in time. If you're gonna say that, say that before you point. Plus, like, what what is that? What difference does it make? What Paul George would? I Paul think, I think he was asking, because, like, because because as far as they traded, he was asking. He was answering a question. Someone asked him a question. And he didn't they, didn't they, they traded for they traded for him. Yeah, yeah. they traded they yeah. traded George Hill for him. Yeah, but I know, I know, but I'm saying, but he needs to be smart enough, even if somebody asked that question, to not yeah, answer. Can't ask. You can't. Yeah, can't. What, what, what good come out of him asking question. that question? Not after he just won in the finals of the uh, of the, <laughs> yeah. the finals, <laughs> and they and they put you out. You can't say it at that point in time, um, even if you even if it's true and if you believe it. You gotta you gotta wait or not and you can't say it anymore now because he's a finals MVP. Like that's it. <laughs> like now you can't say anything about him. He has something that not a, a lot of guys will never ever have. You had your opportunity and you didn't get it. But I was looking at some stuff about KD now that we're talking about him. 
the season that he just had was it was so unbelievable. This motherfucker played like four thousand minutes this year with a usage rate like so one of the highest usage rates of like all time. And everybody was wondering like why isn't he just exploded in the playoffs? And that's the reason why. He's going through the same thing LeBron went through in Cleveland. That team is just not good enough. And they're not gonna get good enough either. And you're gonna see his ass leave OKC as soon as he possibly can. Because Scott Brooks is not the coach and that city is with that team is not going to put up enough money to make them better. This is not going to happen. Which is crazy because I mean Scott Brooks apparently is gonna be around, right? I mean, because yeah, he would have he he would have been gone by now. If it was me, I'd have fired him two years ago. If it was me. He doesn't run anything. Like me and Darrell, we were talking about this, Darrell. If you put up because one of these things that the Thibs gets a like a raw deal about is that the team like fucking stupid Chris Webber is that the team doesn't run offense. If you look at the so, what so the Bulls are running, the Bulls run some of the most sophisticated stuff in the league. They just have some of the most unsophisticated players in the league. I, we talked about it when I told you they got the best combination of guys who can't both cannot dribble and can't shoot. So they, they don't have shooters or creators on the team. And yet well, they still put their shooters yeah. in positions where they have to create and put their creators in positions where they have to shoot. And we don't have a lot of either of those. So if you start taking them out of the comfort zone, we're, we're screwed. And he but, still found a way to get that team to the playoffs. I mean, that in and of itself was like an accomplishment. Just put up some tape of what OKC runs and what the Bulls run. And you don't think you're looking at like somebody actually write out fucking astrophysics against someone doing basic fucking uh, algebra if you're putting the two up against each other. OKC literally runs nothing. They run the most basic of offenses that you could possibly run. The Bulls have weak side action. They have guys cutting and back screening. You, have, you always have somebody coming up, like cutting off of a, a back pick to the three-point line. Guys are getting wide open. If you put KD in the role of Jimmy Butler and run the exact same offense, every goddamn shot that he takes, I'm guaranteeing you 50% of them are going to be open shots because the offense is run just that way. Like, the Bulls run the offense very well. It, it, they, a lot of times they end up getting what they want. They just have people who cannot hit shots. That is their problem. That is not a Thibodeau offensive scheme issue. That is a personnel problem. So remove Jimmy Butler. Make him Bruce Bowen. Put Carmelo Anthony in the position that you're giving Jimmy Butler and Tony Snell and see how many shot, how many points the Bulls hit. Me and you talked about it, Darrell. When the Bulls – look, I did – I looked at the statistics, and I'm not even saying when the Bulls shot lights out. When they shot like a regular NBA team, they the blew teams out. out. They blew them out, not shooting 70%. I'm talking about regular 50% shooting, like normal shooting that an NBA team is supposed to do. When they shot like that, they blew teams out. And it didn't happen very often because the Bulls fucking suck. <laughs> God. <laughs> blew them That's out. That's the truth. I mean, if, when, they, when they actually hit shots, which is a rarity, they can blow teams out because their defense is so good that – you're not going to be able to score. So if they score, it's going to be a runaway. Yeah. It, just, it just never happens, though. It just rarely ever happens where they actually score. Well, you, they're out there beating teams 99 to 72. When they, and it's not like they're scoring a bunch of points. They're scoring 
like a they're scoring 25 points per quarter. It was so often where the Bulls had 12 points, 13 points, 15 point quarters, and they're shooting below. Like you'll see the Bulls start off where the Bulls are shooting 60% from the field, and then you as the game goes on, you hear Neil Funk where the Bulls are down at 32% shooting from the field. That's not because like the offense is not running very well. It's because they're running the offense and missing shots, and when the offense breaks down, there was nobody there to take to create a shot for himself or somebody else. Look at what OKC does. They're just running pick and rolls with KD and Westbrook, and that's it. And everybody else is playing off of that, which is why Scott Brooks probably shouldn't be their coach anymore. Can you put George Carl in that, in that, with that team? Like, what happens? George Carl is pretty good. What happens with that team if you put George Carl there? Or Stan Van Gundy? They're a completely different team, but they don't want to pay the money to a to a coach to keep and, and also pay Scott Brooks. That they're they're quite like the Bulls. They don't want to pay that money because they're a small market team, which is why when you when people tell me that that the KD may be gone in 2016 and New York is already setting up their pitch for him, I don't think it's so far fetched that he will go there. I don't either. They've shown a willingness to spend money. They've just spent it stupid. Uh, Eddie Curry. If they spend it on him, that'd be smart money. Yeah, that would be the first smart thing that they did. Is if they could find some way to get him there. And I don't see Westbrook standing there either. Like, man, you talked about it after the finals. Maybe I don't want them to split up, but maybe the best thing for both of their careers is that they don't play with each other. Is is Russ even capable of like being, you know? what you were saying as far as them not running, you know, offense. Is Russ even capable of doing that, of being a point guard? I think the first thing you need, he would need is a coach. Like, like, it's hard to even be able to evaluate what what he would be able to do because he's never actually been coached. So I I, I don't don't know. I mean, I think that, that he is one of the, without a doubt, one of the best offensive talents in the NBA. And if you got a guy like that, you you got to figure out some way to make it make it work. I, I would not get rid of him. I, I know people are always talking about they need to yeah, trade him. I mean, wh- how many guys in the NBA can do what he's able to do? Not very many. Nobody, nobody, nobody is capable of doing what he. He is the most explosive, even with LeBron, even with LeBron. Russell Westbrook is the most explosive player in the league. You cannot stop him. You can only hope that he's going to do something stupid. <laughs> and the problem is, like, 45% of the time, he's doing something stupid. Like, and the, thing, the thing I like about him even more than Kevin Durant is, like, I think I, when I watch him, he feel, it seems like he, he actually cares about ripping your heart out. Like, that's yeah. the kind of basketball player I want. I want somebody yeah. who – Kevin Durant is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good. But he, this dude is all about business. I want to rip your heart out every time you step on the court. See, that's what you're talking what about, Rob. Yeah. That I think that why, that's why I don't – maybe they can't – maybe KD needs for him to not be there. We talked about that. You have, to, you have to be on your own to gather something like that unless you already have it. It took LeBron years to get that. When he had to, he's put in a position where that was the only way he was going to win. Like right now, KD can fall back on Russ. And he needs to be put in the situation. And, when you, and you see this season when he couldn't fall back on Russ – he was out there ripping people's hearts out. I'm going to take this three. I'm going to take that next three, and then I'm going to come down here 
from half court and shoot another one. And I'm going to hit all of them, and I'm going to end this fucking game. He was doing that all season because Russell Westbrook wasn't there to, to do it for him. And as soon as Russ came back, he reverted right A lot right of back times when he was just standing around, wait, yeah. waiting for the ball to come to him. But it was none of that when Russ wasn't there. And I think like, we talked about that. Some of that is just the offensive scheme. you got to do something about the way that your team is running your offense. You can't have them running pick and rolls all the goddamn time. Like, we're just going to run a million pick and rolls and have the best player in the league sitting around watching. But why wouldn't you run pick and rolls with, with Westbrook and um, Durant? They do sometimes. Yeah, but, I mean, when you get to the fourth quarter, I don't understand why your primary offense wouldn't be pick and roll with those two players. And I, I don't even know what the defense is. What, what, what does the defense even do if you run, if you run that? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> you got to ask uh, Scott Brooks because he refused to do it. Are you running pick and rolls with, with him and Ibaka? Like, I, that I mean, Ibaka's good, but I don't know. Both of those players can get to the basket. Both of them can shoot the jump shot. They, they can hit shots in between. I don't understand why you wouldn't be running that all the time in the fourth quarter because it, it is completely unstoppable. Because if you're running a pick and roll with, 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 with Russ and Kendrick Perkins, the the odds of Russ pulling up for for a jump shot goes up like ninety percent. He's going to as 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 it probably should, honestly. But, and that is and that is a coaching flaw. That all he's doing is running pick and rolls with with Ibaka, so he could get a eighteen footer. Like who do you want taking your eighteen foot jump shot, Ibaka or, or Durant? I mean. It's setting just, everything up so you can get an 18-foot jump shot is stupid to begin with. Like I, I don't understand why you, you would set up your offense to get the worst shot in basketball. We call it the Vinny Del Negro special. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you definitely don't want your power forward consistently taking the worst shot in basketball. He, start, he started hitting those, uh, he started shooting those, those corner threes too. But it also, it goes right, who do you want shooting them threes? You know, but 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 see, to me, if you had if you had Reggie Jackson and Ibaka, or Reggie Jackson and somebody else in the corner and Ibaka um, doing yeah, setting some screens or something, then you got something to work with. But you can't you can't just put the best player, maybe probably the second best player in the NBA, in the corner and tell him stand there <laughs> for like a good portion of the most important part of a basketball game. That's just silly. I don't because then what, you're, what people are asking for Durant to do is to go over there and take the ball from Russell, and then it evolves into basically the same thing. Where they're just running pick and roll, it is just pick and roll with Kevin Durant, and everybody else is just standing around. And that's not good offense either. But if like, you're running it with the two of them, then he doesn't have to do that. Sometimes he gets the ball, he takes a shot, he gets to the basket, he gets to the free throw line. Sometimes Russell does. They both are integrated into what you're doing versus one of them standing in the corner doing nothing. Yeah, which is what they should be doing, but they don't run an offense, so what we're talking about is a pipe dream. I, mean, I think they're going to mess up. They're going to, because everybody wants to be, do have everything work out so quickly, they're going to trade Russell Westbrook, and, and then they're never going to win a championship. You're probably right. When the truth of the matter is they should be trading Scott Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bag of <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, t- 
two years from now, they maybe they they figured everything out and then they're just running championships off left and right. But if you if you give up too soon, then you never have a chance. How many years has Scott Brooks been their coach? It seems or, like uh, forever, it, 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 <laughs> around the real. I think he he got there like what like a year or so before Tibbs got the uh, head coach, right? Maybe. I feel like he it was at least a year or two before uh, the Bulls got Tibbs. Okay, well he ain't learning the real. He's not learning an offense. At the very least, you could say Fields is learning something. He's learning an offense. He put an offense in. He did things that people didn't think he was capable of doing. I haven't seen one thing from Scott Brooks that will give me the idea that he can adapt and become a better basketball player. I agree. And, and just to, to talk about Tears for a second, we talked about this a little bit, is that the fact that he looked around at his team and said, basically, holy shit, I don't have anybody on this team that can actually control, do anything, <laughs> and decided to, to construct an offense around his center. Yeah. <laughs> Passing him. I mean, Tim should have should have won coach of the year <laughs> just based on that. Like, this team is terrible. So the only way I can even get anything close to an NBA offense is to turn my center into a point guard. He, just he actually with, did it. And it with, with back picks and <laughs> like, you know, like, it was a million back picks per yeah. play. Like, yeah. look, we don't get, we are going to get this back pick right here to work. One and and, 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 and eight, nine times, well, not nine times, eight times out of ten, it would usually work. It would. Could you imagine the conversation he had with Noah? It's like, all right, I know you got to rebound, play defense, uh, do all this other stuff, be the emotional leader of the team, but now I need you to, to actually be the point guard too. Wait, what? <laughs> conversation. <laughs> you need me to do wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. What you say? <laughs> and he did it. And and, and I, I think Tim. And, and he, so he did it pretty good. He did. He, he, I mean, the dude started like triple doubles every other night. Triple doubles did he get? After that conversation, Joe Kim went home and smoked a whole bunch of weed. Like, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do this. I, just, I don't know. He want me to rebound. He want me to cover up Carlos Boozer's terrible fucking defense. <laughs> He wants me to score. Now he wants me to drive through. And what am I going to do? Pass me another blank. I got to really, really think about this. I think people complete as good as um, Tibbs is and as much recognition as he gets, he's still underrated. Because I don't know if anybody else would have been able to do what he did with this team this year. Like, name me. I want you to tell me one game. No, no. Two games where Tony Snell shot over 50% from the field. Man. Man. His form looks nice, though. I tell you that. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what would look even greater is if the ball's going in the hoop. <laughs> like, do you know how long we had Marcus Teague on our team? Oh, God. Do you, see, you see what I'm saying? You guys don't even remember us having fucking Marcus Teague because you wanted to forget it. Do you God. know how long we had him on our team and he was actually playing minutes? Who did the Bulls have? Who did we have that was worthwhile? We had our starting five. We had Dunleavy, and then after that, we just had a starting five because we traded uh we traded uh Lou all away, and all we had and, we, and Dunleavy was starting. So who was coming off the bench besides DJ? That was worthwhile. Shit, uh, uh, nobody. They had a six-man team, and all you heard about was people talking they about had, they, uh, had, they had DJ, but uh, Taj was coming off. Taj was coming off the bench. Yeah, and Taj. They had a seven-man rotation. And people were like, he should be playing. Like, who was he supposed to be playing and still win games? Oh, nah, yeah, I don't know, though, man. I can't. Who? 
I don't know. I, I you can't you can't play those guys those that amount of minutes though. They didn't play that many minutes per game. Like every you can't look at the one offs where they played forty minutes. Look at the overall amount of minutes that they played, and everybody's minutes were down across the board. How many more? Like how much more? Situational. There was still there was still situational times when it when he when he when he when, he, when it was unnecessary. That that's the one thing that it, I agree with that. Was, he, was, when when the games are over. It was plenty he still of leaves, um, leaves them it in there. Plenty. They had plenty. Of, yes, it, it was, was not plenty. Yes, it was. They didn't beat a bunch of dudes, yes, a bunch of teams to be plenty. Yes, it was, man. You got to go back and look at that, man. They had plenty of games when when it, the game was over. We talked about it. They they only beat even even if it three. wasn't games where they were they, even if it wasn't games where they were winning, games where they were losing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get yeah, but sometimes you gotta. You, you gotta, gotta concede. Yeah, concede. So that's it. We're probably not coming that's back. That's it. We're not gonna win this one. That's Pop it. That. Um, Pop, Pop yeah. Noah, yeah, go ahead and sit down, man. It, this this one's a wrap. This one's over with. No, but they still got him out there. It's like a minute some left. It's like, why do you got this guy still out there? The I, other I, thing I, he does is that he I'm runs wing defenders in the ground. That's what his problem is. Like wing good wing defenders like Luol and and Butler and if a follow comes in and he's a good wing defender that dude on over 40 minutes a game that's why how was, he, how was he on defense i don't know about a follow's defense he's is adequate he? okay. um, that's why i'm hoping that they can they can find some way to get more like this is the problem that we're talking about that try like we want him to play somebody else, but who else is he playing? Oh, I need him. Well, I need him to have players that he that he. Um, That's the problem. It's not that he's uh, playing he, the guys it's that they don't have people for him to play. That that he. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? My God. Um, that he trust. That he trust, knows he's going to play that he with. Trust, right. That's not a thing. Like that is an organizational failure of their coach. Because when they had all of those players, when they had Ronnie Brewer, when they had Kyle Korver, when they had guys that he could trust, and and and, and Keith Bogans. He played those guys. But the thing, well, the thing was though, they traded Luol to concede the season. Basically, he's not about to do that. They should have known that when they fucking hired him. They well, could, they could have traded everybody on that team. He would have played the guys, and they, it wouldn't matter who it was. Those guys were going to play those minutes, and he felt these were the guys that were going to win the game. Then that, then I mean, then that's that's a Tibbs problem. Then you can't no, that's say a team problem. Can't. No, it, but he's players though. He's a coach, so if, if the team is coming, it's, they're, they're doing something like, all right, we're trading away these guys to do this. This is the plan. And he basically goes away from that plan. That's his problem. He's no, a that's coach. not a problem. That's their problem because what organization is thinking that a coach is going to tank? No coaches are out there doing that. That's not one coach. And if I know. They, they, there, do, they do it. They, if you agree to do it, then they shouldn't be. Usually the guys that agree to do it are the ones that get fired the next season and somebody else comes in to, play, to take over the team that's better. The teams that continue to play are the ones that usually keep their goddamn jobs. Nobody is going to keep their job if you win 20 games in the season because the organization decided that this is what they wanted to do. Yeah, organizations decide they want to do some shit because they're about to fire your ass. And if the Bulls would have lost 20 goddamn games, ended up with the eighth and ninth pick, they'd have fired Fizz with that. He did what he's supposed to do. He coached that team. And I, was, and I expect that from anybody. If you want somebody to start tanking teams, hire Vinny Del Negro in we wouldn't even have to fucking tank. We'd be out there fucking losing. Well, I tell you this much, man. If they do get Carmelo and a follow, and the Bulls are blowing teams out, and Carmelo and Derrick Rose, and still and then I'm, I'm gonna jump through the TV and strangle this dude. Yeah, I'm then we'll 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 come back to this discussion and the, the hypothetical situation if they're blowing teams out with Carmelo and a follow. 
But right now, I'm more concerned with them actually getting because I, I'm still under the impression that we're not going to get either one. I know you conditioned as a Chicago fan to just expect things to not work out. And that, that's just the way we are. Like, is it, but I, I still keep going back to why would unless he's going to Houston. I don't know why he would. Why he would? Um, why not? Why not contract. here? Yeah, I mean, well, didn't, but didn't we think that though? We we thought that in 2010. Why? Well, I mean, like, where else? Why, why, why? Why would you go to Miami? Why would you go? And then, really, at the time, Miami wasn't even really a team that was even people were they even thinking about. They yeah, had, but, yeah. But, we yeah, weren't but, thinking like, all right, that's where these cats are gonna end up. I agree with you, but 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 they did have Dwayne Wade, who who was an MVP in the finals and and a guy that was one of the best players in the NBA. And the Bulls didn't. Derrick Rose wasn't Derrick Rose at that point. Tibbs wasn't Tibbs, and and, and Noah wasn't Noah. I mean, now you got a, a coach that's a coach of the year and a, a, a defensive a player of the year, and and um, Derrick Rose is one MVP. It's a this is a different circumstance. It really is. It would be piss, It would piss me off if we didn't get anybody, because when you come and play for Tibbs. You get, he gets the maximum out of play. Yeah, and, and the players have seen that. Like, ah, oh, DJ, DJ was out of the NBA. Like, he he did not have a job. And, D, and Nate DJ, Robinson, Nate Robinson, Joe Noah, Taj Gibson. Like, it just goes on and on. Lou Dane. Lou Dane was not the Lou Dane that he is now before Thiel got here. Thiel got here and said, well, "You know what we want you to do? We want you to take two steps back." All the fucking jump shots that you're taking, just take a step back. He starts hitting three pointers. He's playing. He's, he's going to the uh, All Star games. Completely different player. People are giving him the notoriety that he deserves, and that's that. You come here, and he's going to get the best out of you. He puts all of his players in the positions to succeed, and as evidenced by what he did with this team, he put all of those guys, the seven or eight that he played, in a position to succeed. And now you have nothing but fucking streamers flowing over uh, Joe Kim Noah's head. All-star game. All-defensive. Defensive player of the year. All-NBA. This is Joe Kim Noah we're talking about here. You didn't know, like He literally had the best season in the league. If you want to go by like accolades, he had the best season of anybody in the NBA. Yeah. He got a lot yeah. of hardware this year. So it would piss me off. I've always wondered, like, why don't people want to come here? I'll and I would generally what. say it's the cold. I'm still, condi- I'm still conditioned. New York. I mean, he's coming <laughs> from New York. It can't be the cold. It would have to be that he just nah. wants to play in Houston or he just wants to play in Miami. I can't see him going anywhere. I just can't. People are also talking about, like, I think we mentioned it earlier, the whole racism or whatever that's here. You know, which is is probably pretty accurate. I mean, Chicago is one of the most segregated cities in the country. Okay, he was in New York. They have they have whole boroughs that are specifically for certain demographics. Is he? That's also home, though. Motherfucker is from Baltimore. He ain't got New York tatted on his chest. He has B more. I think the whole being from New New York thing is a bit overblown with uh, Carmelo. I really, if, if, that, if that's what he if that's what he says, that's home, then that's home. I mean, you can't say that. Yeah, it's home, and he's trying to leave. Yeah, because they ain't got no future. So it's it ain't home. Die, die. Don't play no. is about to be home. I'm just talking about as far as when he was trying to go there before. Yeah, Cleveland was home too. 
And he got out of that too. Hey, again, it's his team couldn't get it done, so it was time to bounce. The same with Carmelo. His team is can't get it done, and they won't get it done because they have no that's, options. That's they got nothing. Home is wherever you winning at. I'm just talking about as far as him going there to begin with, man. The, yeah, Peter the, the, lure, there, the, the lure of going there before was because because was mostly because of that. It wasn't because they had some dope team that already. The lure, the lure going there was because Denver was faulty. Yeah, but he still, but he, he, he could have went anywhere though. No, he couldn't. He, there was only a few places that have you have to quit well, for him. Again, again, he had. And a, none of them were actually good teams. So if so, you're telling me like, where am I gonna go? I'm gonna go to Milwaukee. Uh, I'm gonna go to New Orleans, or I'm gonna go to New York. Okay, New York is home. I'll go to New York. But I guarantee you, if it was like, well, you could go to Miami or Houston or LA. Or you could go to New York. He would have probably went to those other, one of those other teams. They were better. And then he'd have been calling those fucking places home. I don't trust none of these goddamn players. They all full of shit. He went to the place that was going to offer him the most amount of money. He's probably about to try to do the exact same thing now. I'm just hoping that the Chicago Bulls are home enough, i.e., can offer him enough goddamn money that he comes here. I don't trust none of these goddamn dudes. All of this loyalty, this is home, fuck all of that. Because a whole bunch of people were telling me that uh, L.A. was home for uh, Kevin Love, and he was even saying that shit. But you know what he just said a couple of days ago? I only lived there for one year. After all year, he's been telling people he wanted to go home. Get the fuck out of here with that home. Fuck these dudes. They all out here trying to get money. That's all they care about. I don't, know if, that, I don't know if that's all they care about, man. I, I think it, it's about winning, man. It's not. If it was about money, a lot of these cats wouldn't be taking less money. They're taking. They're taking less they money. Just started, huh? Carmelo didn't take less money to go to New York. He went. He. he actually I'm talking about. I'm talking about if he, if he leaves now, he will. Not. No, he's trying to force his way to get the most money even now. Yeah, but he. But if he if he's talking about more money, then he could stay in New York and get more money. If it's no, if it's, if it's if only about more money. If he does a sign and trade, he would get the exact same amount of money he gets in New York. That's why he's trying to force the sign and trade. Yeah, but I'm sure that um, that Dwight investigated possibilities of getting the most money he could, but ultimately he decided, I don't care, I'm leaving. So I, I can't, it's not a given that Carmelo ultimately won't say, you know what, I don't care, I'm leaving. I, I made a over $100 million. I'm out of here. I can't take another season like this. I mean, it's similar to the season the Lakers had when Dwight was like, I'm gone. I can't deal with this for another season. I could definitely see him saying that. I could see him doing that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying about the whole home thing. That's overblown. The home thing is overblown. He went. He forced his way to the most money. He's trying to get his way to the most amount of money that and and, and also win now. He's doing the same thing. He just wants to get his. He wants to get as much money as he can. Because that's that's the way I'm looking at it. The same way I'm looking at it with Kevin Love. Yeah, he wants to win, but he's also trying to go to the place he's going to get him the most amount of money. These guys are trying to eat, get their cake, have it, eat it too. You know what? Let me get another piece of cake, and I'll take a slice of cheesecake with it. They want everything, and this is what they're trying to do. And I don't blame them, but I, I, I'm, I'm done with the whole loyalty thing and all of the shit that comes out of these players' mouths. Like, I, I've heard it all. <laughs> and I'm jaded by it. I just want Carmelo to come here and get buckets. I'll give it to him about anything else. Chicago can be home. Winning, 
winning here will make that home. And, like we talked about that, me and Shabaka. Ask Dennis Rodman. He still talks about Chicago like his fucking home. Because he came here and won, and people treated him like a king. Dude was on his way out of the league. He came here and became the biggest NBA player not named Michael Jordan. Come here, and, that, and Carmen, 10 years from now, if they win championships, Carmelo will be calling Chicago home the same way Michael Jordan did. And still does. One, one of the other things I don't think people really talk about with him is, is over the last two years, he's watched those guys in his draft class win championships. And I know it's got to be, at some point, he's got to be saying, like, he, he is really, for what he, for his offensive ability, he's pretty, people don't, he doesn't get any respect. And I know he's got to be thinking about that. Like, the, in the manner in which he wants to be respected and seen as one of those guys, he's got to win a championship. Or at least be in a, in, in a place where it's a possibility that he can win a championship. Or he's going to finals. I think yeah, that's I mean, the, the bigger thing for him. Getting, it, it, you can't be one of those guys. In that, in that um, like, even Darko Milicic has a ring. You know what I'm saying? Even he has a ring. And he doesn't want to be the guy that doesn't. And they get a lot of accolades. We used to talk about that all the time. Like somebody on Twitter was like, remember when Carmelo and uh, LeBron James used to be mentioning the same name in the same uh, sentence? And someone was like, yeah, back in fucking 2003. I'm like, God, that's just that's bogus. But that's the truth. Like nobody has really thought about him in that same, uh, same light since they've been drafted. And it was kind of weird because for those first couple years, he was the only one that was going to the playoffs. LeBron missed the playoffs his first two years in the league, I think. And Carmelo was in the playoffs each and every single year of his career until this this last year. So hopefully, you know, you guys are right. And hopefully he comes here. But like Rob said, I am conditioned, brother. My condition has been conditioned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just uh I just have to I have to be guarded. I can't be hurt again. Well, uh, chances are he ain't coming. I mean, uh, just to be honest with you. <laughs> After saying all that, most likely, it ain't going to happen. So, uh, this, big, this big pipe dream that we got. And he's fucking going to Houston. We're going to end up with Aaron Aflalo, and we're going to bring Mirage over here. We're going to try hard. Yep. We're going we gonna to grit and grind it out. <laughs> we gonna heart hustle yeah. and muscle it out. And Rose is gonna get hurt thirty games into the season. <laughs> and, and and that's gonna be that. You're killing me with that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, I'm the biggest Rose fan out here. But until this kid gets on the court then and plays, he, he gotta get on the court for me now. I, I support him all day and all night, but he, he gotta play. He has to play now. Let's 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 play. Let's get your knees together and let's let's play. I think he's gonna be all right this year. I, I hope so. I don't think injuries are gonna be the problem for Derrick Rose this year. I think not ah, sure the hell two years worth of rest is gonna be the, the issue for him. I think by the get, time the, the playoffs come around, he'll be all right. Yeah, unless I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I'm not worried about the rest. I'm not really. I'm I'm more worried about his knees holding up. The rest, I feel like he can knock that off, you know, a month or so into the season. It's not just rest of his game; it's rest of his body. No, I know. I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not worried about him knocking off rest. I'm worried about his knees holding up. Well, I don't think it's I'm, 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 I'm patient. I'm, I'm patient enough. I was patient this year 
when he started off, people were complaining about what he's not doing and his, you know, his shot is off and all of that. I was. I don't really I don't care cool. about that. I, I was, was cool, I'm cool with that. Injuries that he was. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm more, I'm more concerned that his that his legs hold up or everything else because I ain't forgot when he did play a full season where he had everything was going wrong. It wasn't just his knees. It was his back and everything else. A lot, a lot of that from from that next season was that 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 summer he played Every, for the. Go he ahead. Played for the uh for for feet. He played for fever. Then he played regular season. Then he went deep into the playoffs, and they lost. And then he came back the next year, and he played all summer again. Then they played the whole regular season where he started getting hurt. It's like he probably never played that much basketball before in his life. And I think it was just an accumulation of playing that much. Hopefully, he gets in with this FIBA thing. Tell you what, he he ain't been playing a lot of basketball, so that shouldn't be the case no more then. And he was it, wasn't that coming off Jeez. of the um, the uh, lockout too? Every it was a bunch yeah. of guys that had a little nagging things going on that season. So season, that first season he didn't have a lot of time to 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 rest. It was like okay, you're doing the whole lockout thing, and I was just playing. And then you got all these games that jam packed into each other. You're playing three games and four nights and seven games and nine nights and stuff like that. He was just getting hurt a lot. Like a lot, like a lot of stuff, like his hamstrings and his foot, and then he find like, and he kept coming back, and then finally the ACL. So I don't, I'm not really worried about that. I just want to make sure that they, you know, they keep his body together, like the neck, and you know, his hamstrings are fine as he starts to play more. Like I said, my, I would love for him to play in these little uh, USA tryout things. Um, do that. Don't get picked. They get to practice with them the whole time. And get to knock off some of the rest that way because I think you know I, I tell people all the time. The last time he did stuff something like that, he came back and he was the MVP of the league. So I want him to play with the best players he could possibly play with, get his body right, and fans that he looks really good. Everything I've heard from him is that he feels that he feels good. He feels better than he did before you know last season. So I mean I'm ready. There's I would rather him get picked though. I just want him. I just want him. I'd rather him get picked. I mean because. The practicing is cool. It's a whole different speed, though, when you're actually playing. I, or I'd rather see them play. I don't know. Play. I mean, the way they talk about these practices, that they, these dudes out there, they're just playing games. This is a real game. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Practices is always practice. I don't know. Because the last, you hear about the, like the, the dream team and their practices. Hey, we, practices. We, 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 nah. I don't, I don't know and if it's the same, don't show us, The stuff that they don't show us when they're practicing Everything like those aren't practices. Those guys are just out there. They're going against each other and they're going at it. Stuff that they don't record. It's the same thing. They're just out there playing. When you go out there and play against the world, he's gonna be playing against lesser competition than what he's doing. Still, it's, yeah, it's lesser competition, but it's still bad. But it's still, you know, live games. I'd rather really do that and, and with the Bulls. So get your get your practice in. Get your. I just want him with the Bulls. That's what I want. I don't want to see him playing extended minutes with somebody else. They don't, they don't normally play extended minutes, though, over there. There's too many players for that. I don't want to see him playing any minutes. I want to see him playing in Chicago Bulls uniform. Because if you're worried about him breaking down, that's just going to add to it if he's playing minutes someplace else. Yeah, but you just said, you just said that with, with all of this you know, time off, I mean, so if you, you haven't played games in like three years, I mean, so a, a summer of playing FIBA basketball is going is going to cause you to to break down. Then that that's a problem. 
I don't know what's going to cause him to break down. I don't want to ask it. I want the breaking him down to be in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Well, not, your boy, your boy Tia's got that cover for you. Well, that's why I don't want to play him <laughs> against somebody else. Your boy, your boy, Tia's, your boy Tia's got you. He said, I yeah. got you. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Put them boys uniform on. Let Fields break you down. I'll need tonight, K baby. Here we come. <laughs> I don't need Coach K breaking my players down. <laughs> Coach K can break down the players and he's paying money now. He broke down. He's he going to break down uh, the new boy in Chicago. He paid him money. Break him down. Don't break down the dude who's supposed to play for Chicago. Get to practice oh, hey, and hey, come hey, home, baby. Real quick, what do y'all think about the, the Cavs picking up that coach? Overseas. I don't know anything about him, but it, it's a. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't either. I'm just saying, just the, the the thought of it bringing you know some outsider that just never coached in the NBA. I like over here. Quit recycling these dudes that you're gonna fire in three years. Well, I mean, not not even not even an ex coach. I'm just, I mean, uh, you know, maybe an assistant coach that ain't had a shot yet. I ain't talking about a recycled guy. They're thinking outside the box. I give yeah, them that. I mean, I, I like Cleveland has, has always been thinking outside the box, and in most cases, it's got their asses in trouble. <laughs> outside the box with Michael fucking Bennett, and it got their ass in trouble. Maybe they shouldn't think outside the box. Maybe they need to think inside hey, the, the, box. the jury's still out on Michael Bennett, man. Yeah, no, it ain't. His case has been solved. His case has been, his case has been solved. It's been sealed. They didn't put the case away in the box in the basement. It's a wrap on that kid. Man, I'm not gonna go that far. You are the player. The funniest thing I saw uh, about Michael Biddy real quick was on uh, Twitter when uh, Dragonfly was like, when the Cleveland Cavaliers announced Michael Biddy's name. Michael Bennett was like, who? <laughs> I don't know why they got He's still looking around for another Michael Bennett. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, wait, who? What the hell did he just draft? Oh, shit, that's me. Let, me. let me go up there and put this hat on real quick. I just don't know what they were thinking. But that, they going to get it right this time. They're drafting. They, I showed the hell. So you can't miss you, Dude, they're gonna you, draft cannot, you cannot mess this up. There's no way. You could possibly they mess this up. Though. They were going to draft him B, and he was going to break his fucking with the first game of the season. Now he going to break it going up to the damn commission, though, when he shake his head. <laughs> be out for the rest of the season. He was going to break his ankle going to the commission to shake his head. So, yeah, I think MB trips on the stage. Jabari is going to be good for them, and I like Black. I've, I've been looking at some of, um, some of the offense that he runs. He has a really good offensive mind. He got really good sets. He seems to be a good coach, man. I, I, just looking at his offense, I think they're going to be a much improved offensive team. And they can't be any worse. Mike Brown is awful. Um, that guy. So are they keeping Lou Wall? No, nah, he's gone. I think. Because I haven't heard anything about like Lou Wall Dang is like attached to any particular team or anything like that. The Heat and the Lakers are looking at him. The Heat? Yeah. How in, the, how in the world, unless Lou is like falling pretty far, how do how did he have enough as money? Bad to as, he play, as bad as he played in Cleveland. You're talking about like eight, nine, ten million a season. If those guys all opt out and they can sign, they can sign a couple guys with that money. Yep, that's about it. You know, they can, you can get about ten million. 
And no, I don't think the Lakers will give him too much more than that either. Nope. He screwed. He, he screwed himself. Yeah. Nah, I think the Bulls screwed him. <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, no, they did. They offered him ten million. They sent him to the worst possible place <laughs> to, <laughs> to make money. How? How? I mean, I mean, there was nobody there like to take up time or nothing. He could. It wasn't about the time. You got three dudes on the team who are ball hogs. Kyrie's a ball hog. Deion Waiters is a ball hog. You got Jerry Jack out there, Captain Jack. He's a ball hog. You know, when is he? When is he going to do the things that Lou Alding does that makes him Lou Alding? If it's three guys out there who handle the ball the most, don't pass the ball. Okay, he should have took the contract then. Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy he didn't. Yeah, because <laughs> we'd be screwed. Yep. Unless, unless New York would be willing to take Lou Aldane in a trade for Carmelo Anthony. And that was probably what they would have tried to do anyway had he signed that contract. They'd have been trying to trade his ass in the offseason to New York for, for Carmelo Anthony. They wouldn't have taken that because the, the Boozer one, yeah, the Boozer contract is, is over. Them. Yeah. It's per- and they don't want that. Yeah, they, they got to say that. But I, I, again, I say if Carmelo tells tells Phil, we I'm gone now. I mean, with, my, with the Bulls. This is all yeah, the Then he gonna, he going to take whatever the Bulls give him. And they should, like I, said, I mean, how, how does Shaquille get traded for? What do you, I mean, the, the best players in the NBA have been traded for absolutely nothing. So what, if he says he wants to leave. Butler, Lamar Odom, um, what else? Some other player. <laughs> I can't remember that. I mean, and those guys it. turned out to actually be pretty decent players, but still, if a guy say he gone, that's it. You can't make a guy stay. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll end it with this. Where, where do you guys think Carmelo and Love end up? Oh, God. Uh, Mel's coming to Chicago, man. I feel like everything is lining up for that even to happen. With your, even yeah. with some condition? Yeah, yeah, it's sad, right? Because, like, I'm conditioned to think that he's not coming. But he's, um, I, I think he's coming here. As far as love, I think he's probably coming. He's going to Golden State. Darrell? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say... They love going to be in a Timberwolves uniform next year. Ooh. And um, and Carmelo going to be in a Bulls uniform. I uh, I actually agree with Darrell. I think Kevin Love is going to be in a Timberwolves uniform until the trade. Well, how can y'all say this at the end of the damn podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a, you got to follow up with that. It's like, no, wait, what? We got we to keep the people, keep the people uh, waiting. For the next yeah, for, 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 for next month, we <laughs> Yeah, then we all know, and then we can come back and say we were right. No, I'm yeah. talking about for the next time we do a podcast, two months from now. You might be right. <laughs> you might could be right, but I think he, I think he's gonna end up with uh with the Minnesota Timberwolves until the trade deadline, and then they'll trade him uh after that. Um, I think uh, as much as it, I don't want to say it because I've been saying the opposite. And I don't want to jinx it, but I think I think Melo is going to end up in Chicago Bulls uniform. Too late, it is the triple jinx. <laughs> I think uh, I think they're going to end up trading for Aaron Aflalo as well. Oh, dude, this is all bad. This is all bad. And, and <laughs> this I'm going to and I'm really going to put the hex on it. And next year, I got the Chicago Bulls in the NBA Finals. Bam! Oh my God. <laughs>
Uh, he just ruined it right there. That last one, that ruined it. Uh, not one, that. not two, not three. <laughs> hey, I do think Melo is going to be in the uh, in the Chicago Bulls uniform. I think I think a father will too. Whatever start happens after that up, happens. Baby, start printing up the, the Melo jerseys. Whatever happens after that happens. Uh, and that's going to be the end of Recording the Sources podcast. You guys know where to find us. I'm always Lance on Facebook. Stevenson, what up? <laughs> I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on Twitter. If you want to get to the website, it's accordingtosources.com. Uh, you want to send us some emails, it's accordingtosources at gmail.com. Rob, Darrell, this is According to Sources. Yeah. <laughs>